we are back after a break with another episode of the Brick House Podcast. I'm Bob Johnson. And I'm Matt Baker. We uh, we decided to respect the Olympic tradition of not doing... I don't know. I was trying NBC to has exclusive rights to all sports broadcasting for two weeks. That's, that's true. We got to spend some of that time in Las Vegas and make some wagers on a few Olympic basketball games. That was very nice. That yeah. was fun. Betted against Team USA. I mean, against them covering the spread against Spain. Yeah. It was a nail-biter, Yeah, but we, we did it. We both had to step out of breakfast to watch yeah. the very end. <laughs> I had to drink beer at breakfast to calm my nerves. That <laughs> yeah. is Vegas. I mean, it's kind of required. Yeah. yeah. I have an announcement to make after these Olympics, Matt. I never thought I would ever say this in my life as a basketball fan, but check this out. I like Carmelo Anthony now. Oh, right? Yeah. He's had a complete reversal. Yeah. It's crazy to say. I mean, he reminds me so much of Tracy McGrady, that growing up was a Rockets fan, yeah. was just the most frustrating, uninspired player to, right. to root for. You know, I always thought Melo was uh, you know, just trying to get stats, didn't care about winning. You know, He did go and say like he cares about the gold medals more than championships or now he can die happy since he has sure three gold medals yeah whatever he has to do to tell himself yeah, you know, yeah, yeah he yeah. should have gone to the bulls three years ago right but everything from that starting with that video of the the guys on the team singing the vanessa carlton song yeah and him and, old man in it <laughs> yeah, him just being a grump and then of course you know calling calling all these athletes to uh stand up for the black lives matter movement the ESPYs. I mean, really, nobody since Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Muhammad Ali, Jim Brown has taken as big of a stand. I don't. I mean, he's had a couple of town hall meetings. I like his intentions, is what I'll say. You know, he, he hasn't stopped cops from killing black kids yet. But well, to uh, start. What I liked was his interview after the gold medal game. Oh, I know. Yeah, holding back tears. Yeah, it reminds me of a. Around 2012, I like watching tennis, mm -hmm. um, and it, I kind of it was kind of like the 180 I did on Andy Murray, one of the tennis player, the okay. English tennis player. Uh -huh. I didn't like. I thought he was kind of a brat. I didn't. I wasn't really down with him. But then he won the gold in London, and then he won a Grand Slam, and he broke down. And you could tell he was really touched. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is okay. I'm kind of in now. Like, it, it, no, there's nothing more humanizing than breaking down genuinely. Yeah. In front of millions of people, that kind of. I think I had a, a similar thing with Bradley Cooper a couple of years ago. He said, sure. He was in a couple of movies. I was like, oh my God, this guy could act. I had no I, idea. I, I like this guy. What's the deal with... You know, it was a, kind of a slow news week. We were on vacation, and when we came back, L.A. City Council had declared... August 24th, Kobe Bryant Day. They, I saw that, and I thought, oh, that'll be cool when it's August 24th. Oh, it's, oh that's today. I right. don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember what. That's the announcement. Yeah. yeah Eric Garcetti said uh, things work better in his, his office when his staffers get out of his way and let him do everything to commemorate <laughs> Kobe Bryant Day. <laughs> Coworkers come and go, but banners hang forever. Mm-hmm. He's co-opted this quote like many Angelinos from Kobe, although it doesn't really translate. You know, I, I, a lot of Angelinos look up to Kobe as this guy who's just like, I'm going to do things my way. Fuck the haters. 
I know what's best, and to prove it, here are these championship rings. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of Angelinos adopt that mentality, look up to Kobe for it. You know, they're they're all mambaed out for that mentality. Sure, but it doesn't really translate to non-sports. No, if you're if you're in life and you don't have a chance at every year to win a championship banner or ring, like you're just a dick. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, you're a self-centered narcissistic and dick. Best Buy, you're like I don't care about my coworkers. I'm just out for these computer sales. Yeah. <laughs> The same week, Kobe Bryant has announced that he is starting a private venture capitalism firm with the investor Jeff Steibel. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. Okay. I imagine the first thing Kobe got was like one of those Mark Zuckerberg coffee mugs that says, I'm CEO, bitch. Yeah. I, th I think he probably convinced himself, I could invest $100 million in a private venture capitalism firm but I'm going to need that coffee mug. <laughs> $100 million coffee mug yeah. to make it official. Just something, that, just something that lets people know who I am. You know, a lot of celebrities are getting into investing now. Any, everyone from Lupe Fiasco to Robert Downey Jr. What could Lupe Fiasco possibly <laughs> be investing in, Bob? I did tin, research tin, that. Tinfoil hats. <laughs> I'll have to tell our listeners about that on the next one. Yeah. Wait, who's then Robert Downey Jr., you say? Is that the Robert Downey one? Jr. is another oh, he's, celebrity he's investor. Making, he's making $50 million a pop per Iron Man appearance, so he could invest in stuff. Yeah, even the band uh, Linkin Park has invested in the uh, ride-sharing service Lyft, Blue Bottle Coffee, Hyperloop One, Machine Shop Adventures. I... Uh, Sorry to interrupt. Oh, I was going to share a Linkin Park story. Oh, please. I, I met Mike Shinoda, the lead singer, a few years back. Mm -hmm. One of the things he talked about is, I heard him brief. I mean, I met him. I didn't like engage in long conversation. But one of the things I heard him say was uh, how boring they are now, how boring Linkin Park is because they all have kids and they all don't care. They just don't care about the road anymore, like partying. So they make so much money from their lift investment. Yeah, so it seems like a right on that they would that they're all about the investments now. It seems you know par for the course. I wonder if they actually have these investments as a band, or if you know the lead singer inv invested in Lyft and another guy chose like Snooker or something. You know <laughs> what? Snooker, yeah. I don't know what that is. Exactly. He lost all his money investing oh, no. in it. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> well, oh, I almost forgot, Matt. So uh, one of my coworkers works at the Greek Amphitheater here in L.A., this music venue, right? right? And I saw him this morning. He was working the Josh Groban concert Fantastic. last night. And he's worked there for years, so often he'll get put on you know, dressing room mm -hmm. detail. You know, get people whatever they need, get the talent whatever they need, make sure no yeah. um, crowd comes back there and disturbs them, right? So my buddy's working this show last night for Josh Groban, and he tells me the story this morning that in the dressing room, like on the radio or the whatever sound system they have playing in the dressing room, sure. last night a Michael Bublé song came on. And Josh Groban lost his fucking mind. No. He started screaming just like, is this a fucking joke? Who authorized this? One of his band members knew how mad he would be and came running from another room 
to tell the Greek employees, like, you guys got to cut this music off right away. Groban is going to be pissed about this. Really? Yeah. All the Greek guys started like getting on their walkie-talkies, just like, this is really bad, Timmy. This is really bad. Mr. Groban is not happy. All over Michael Buble playing on the radio. He told me the story. I was just cracking up at 9 o'clock That's this morning. That's amazing. <laughs> I, as soon as he told me the story, I knew we were recording this podcast today, and I was like, there is nothing I can say that would be funnier than that story. So, wait, uh, wait, wait. He, Groban hates Buble? Groban and Buble, not not friends. I'm looking at a because I immediately had to Google this. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and it, I'm looking at and it, one an article from a few months back talks about how Buble was uh, imitating Groban on stage. Then Son said, of a bitch. <laughs> said, after making a few jokes about jazz, Buble lays into no less than fellow world-class artist Josh Groban, who also happens to be a friend in real life. So Formerly. It, wow. This is... <laughs> we break news on the Brick This House is interesting. This is, a, this is a breaking story that Google hasn't even picked up on yet. <laughs> Just last night at the Greek. I mean, this is the second to last stop on his world tour, so maybe Groban... You know, it was especially cranky. Wow. Anyways, uh, back to basketball. That's amazing. I'm very glad you told me this story. I thought and you I, would. Yeah, we need to get to the bottom of this. I, my wife made me call my mother-in-law this morning and tell her the story. She's a big Groban fan. She, uh, we need to start our own podcast just about this. Just about Josh Groban, Michael Bublé's yeah, just hatred the, of each other. Right. Well, just we have to get, get dive deep with interviews. Oh, man, okay. I don't know what Groban's invested in. We know what Linkin Park's invested in. Kobe's got $100 million to throw around, Matt, so I figured we would give him some suggestions. This week I was at a restaurant that offered Kobe beef corn dogs. Mm. And I figured Kobe should just probably get his team of lawyers to get anyone who's marketing meat as Kobe brand yeah. to just start just, handing over the royalties. It's Kobe Bryant brand now. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? What do you think uh, Kobe could spend his dollars on? I have Kobe Bryant Films. They specialize in Kobe documentaries that only feature Kobe. <laughs> For example, Kobe Talks World War II. Uh, Kobe Interviews Pope Francis, played by Kobe. Uh, and then uh, PNBA. It's post-NBA. It's an NBA for old run-down ex-NBA players. <laughs> so he could still keep his... Uh, competitive edge just kobe versus smush parker sure yeah whenever you need someone to punk and mess around with yeah i thought kobe and a virtual reality goggle company would nice. really go hand in hand you know you could totally spin it as a, a kobe like psycho babble you know this is this is how the commercial goes you got to create the world you live in you got to have blinders on to reach your goals you got to shut everyone out of your life <laughs> goggles are life Mamba out. End of commercial, and everyone just starts throwing their money at the screen, even though that's not how online shopping works. One of the stipulations of the goggles is if you wear them, uh, before you can take them off, you have to hit 80 virtual jump shots in a row. Otherwise, <laughs> if you miss one, you have to start over. You, you know, know, Kobe could invest in a safe company. Safe, yeah. Safes, I figured the advertisement would start with Kobe locking a basketball in like a giant man-sized safe, and it's just the tagline is, protect what's yours, Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, 
I have Kobe could invest in a build your own pizza place. I don't have a joke. I just like the build your own pizza places. I think they're great. They are great. Yeah. So I think I would like to see him invest in some of those. I'm getting hungry. There's some, there's probably something he can do like, like like a slam dunk sauce or I don't know, something, you know, Kobe really wanted to catch Jordan in rings and he was just one short, right? MJ got six. He He was just a few terrible Laker years at the end away. Right. Kobe got five. But one chance I think he could have to really uh, turn things around and fuck with MJ would be to buy the company that's made the app game Bejeweled 2, which is, as we told you in last year's previews, Michael Jordan's newest obsession. Right. He plays the game around the clock, likes to keep the highest score of anyone on his staff. If anyone gets a higher score than him, Michael lock himself in his office until he's beat, you know, level 199. Do you think... I, I would have just stopped playing. I'd be like, man, I can't. Or not even told him. Play it on a different device or something. I would. Uh, so what Kobe could do with this is he sets it, he buys the game, and then locks Michael Jordan's user out of it. Oh, uh, yes. And this will be quick money because in a week or whatever, once MJ's crawling up the walls, Kobe sells the game back to MJ for twice as much as he paid for it. <laughs> He'll definitely do it. Yeah. Just He's so a crazy he can play degenerate again. gambler. I mean, come on. Yeah. Do you even, do you just create, you lock him out and then create a fake account that immediately goes one better than Jordan? Yeah. <laughs> just to really rub the... Mamba. Yeah. Yeah. Mamba 824 day. Uh, moving on, John Wall and Bradley Beal were in the news. John Wall saying, quote, I think a lot of times we have a tendency to dislike each other on the court. Mm-hmm. we got to be able to put that to the side. If you miss somebody on one play or don't have something going right, as long as you come to each other and talk. If I started arguing with somebody, I'm cool. I'm just playing basketball. So dislike each other on the court. He says they dislike each other on the court and... Uh, you know, one agent was asked to sort of decode the NBA speak. You know, NBA's players don't always tell the truth to the media or sure. say exactly how how they feel. Unless they're Draymond Green. <laughs> yeah, or Dwight Howard mm-hmm. crying at a press conference. Yeah, the agent said that if Wall is telling the media that they don't like each other... You just have to assume that whatever people tell the media, the real truth is probably five times that. Man. So they probably just completely hate each other. That's crazy. You know, Wall is known for criticizing other guys' big money, big contracts. Right. Recently, when James Harden got his $200 million Adidas contract, Wall was offered $7.5 million a year by Adidas. But And he fired his agent. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, that... Sure, that's bad, but also I feel like Wall... Is Wall really a household name? Does he sell shoes like Harden? Does he sell... There's a case to be made that Harden is double the commodity that Wall is. Oh, at least. Sure. At least. So I get it. Yeah, you, you want to see that money, but I, we've talked about this a lot. The Reggie, Reggie, Reggie Jackson contract being the same as Wall. Right. Like, that, that is a valid. I will give him that. You know what's worse... They just the Wizards just signed Jan Mahimi this year. Yeah. He makes one million dollars less than John Wall. A year. A year. Jeez. Jan Mahimi. So how many how many years does Wall? Because he's signed through twenty eighteen. 
Oh wow! So he has two more years. Yeah. So he, in two years he'll be twenty. He's going to get a ton of money in two years. Of course. Like what he's the. He just there can't was he passed it. There was obviously a lot of negative reaction to John Wall's statements. I assume his Twitter timeline was filled of people criticizing his uh, desire to make more money. He went on uninterrupted this morning and said he doesn't play basketball for money. So he cleared that up for everyone. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's clear now. Uh, Matt, I let you know this. I was uh, surprised to see it and uh, not super happy about it. But LeBron James has joined the podcasting world. Oh, no. In fact, he joined... He's going to cut in on our listener, Bob. (laughs) Oh, sorry. (laughs) He wants to tell everybody what the fuck has to do with LeBron James. (laughs) Yeah, he'll know, too. Yeah, the Open Run podcast with uh, Jesse Williams from Grey's Anatomy. I don't know if you noticed, but Jesse Williams, I know him from Cabin in the Woods. Great movie. I love that movie. Love that movie. But he kept showing up on like Inside the NBA and ESPN yeah. this past year. I was like, "What?" He's like All Star Weekend, yeah, things like, like that. Why does Jesse Williams keep showing up with Kenny Smith doing these things? Apparently, it's because him and a friend started a basketball podcast last summer, where primarily they just talked to each other about basketball, and now, as of last week, have partnered with Uninterrupted. To be their, you know, sponsor and uh, so on. I listened so to a couple s- of them. Yeah, it's actually pretty similar to Brickhouse. So you're saying there's a chance, Bob? <laughs> um, you just got to get that cabin in the woods roll. I was going to say one of us has to be on Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, and in the Butler and Cabin in the Woods, he wasn't. He he was in the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants too. So if we can get in on the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, I don't Pants know how three, I could have forgot him from that. I've seen that well, movie so many times. Right, we need to get on on the third one. If those <laughs> pants are still traveling, okay. So when did he start? Because if he started, when did he get this? When did he sign the deal with LeBron this past week? I don't know when they signed it, but that's when they've now Open Run is brought to you by Uninterrupted. Okay, so as we, of that one podcast, so. So we might have something coming our way in a few weeks, is what I'm saying. If we started around maybe the same players' time. Tribune, I mean, you know, we'll focus more on Kobe, Derek sure. Jeter side. Sure, compete. I'll yeah. One of my favorite uh, lines from the thing was the one of the guys asked LeBron how he chased down Andre Iguodala for that miraculous Game Seven block, you know, right. to, to save the game. Right. LeBron's answer was he ran like I had Cujo on my ass. <laughs> LeBron said fuck a lot, which I really, really? enjoyed. Yeah, they all wow. said fuck. It's, it was so so much like Brickhouse in he's, that way. He's such a he's such a grown up. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> I'll have to listen, but although maybe I don't because I'm jealous. The green the green eyed monster. It was a good interview. The Sacramento Kings signed a new assistant coach this Lay week. Lay it on me, Bob. Doug Christie. You remember Doug. That's it's almost too brilliant. What is his wife coming? What's his wife's deal? Yeah, Doug Christie announced that he got the job on yeah. the Kings on the show Basketball Wives. Amazing. Where his wife has been one of the stars for, for years. Yeah, where his wife, a.k.a. Controller... Every time I hear Doug Christie's name, I go back to this uh, Reddit post from a few years ago that was talking about Doug Christie and his 
his wife once made a terrible movie about 10 years ago. Yeah. And the cover looks like it may, may be a porno. It, I think it is. It's yeah. not a porno, apparently. No? On Reddit, this guy has about a 10-paragraph description of the entire movie. Yeah. Which I think probably I'm just going to save my $16 and uh, go on his description. It's, I, I thought I read it was an adult movie, as they called it. What Let me tell it? you what it is yeah, about, what is it? it opens with a young lady saying a poem about love or something. <laughs> Maybe their daughter. It quickly cuts to people on the street talking about how much of a bitch Doug Christie is. One guy specifically mentions how Doug de- dedicates every shot to Jackie, his wife. Yeah, yeah. This is quickly followed by a rather strange scene of just the two of them. Jackie relents and lets Doug have his balls for a period of time. Please note, these are no normal balls, but steel ones, about six inches in diameter, each. Having his balls returned to him, Doug ceases to be a loving husband and throws a sandwich on the floor. It goes on from here, Matt. Wait, is this, are they in, is this starring them? Oh, yeah. It's starring Doug and Jackie Christie. Maybe we will have to buy it just for a special Brick House episode. <laughs> I'm very... Can, can, are you going to continue with this? Uh, the next scene is uh, he's in a prison because he, he beats his wife after his wife gives him his steel balls back. Yeah, and yeah, he yeah. also throws a sandwich. And then he ends up in a prison and he's played by the same, quote, actor as the cop who arrested him. Oh, that's his prison roommate who insinuates that he rapes Doug Christie. And then a reporter named Lucius Lip Jones, played by his wife, reports on the case from outside the couple's homes. There's a there's a scene where they uh, go to a Haters Anonymous meeting. Yeah, yeah. And there's a bunch of celebs playing Janet Jackson, Queen Latifah, Beyonce. And they're all just talking all just about... a bunch of haters, Bob. There's, there's too many haters. <laughs> In 2012, you may have been confusing this, Doug and Jackie went on a radio show and announced that they were going to start a porn production Yeah, okay, maybe that's what I... I don't know if that ever happened, but now he's a member of the Sacramento Kings, so (laughs) happy day at Brickhouse. Wow, that actually, we'll we'll talk about this after, because I don't want to spoil anything for anyone who might not be caught up, but that, I caught up on Mr. Robot, and your telling of that, just, there were a lot of... (laughs) <laughs> Mr. Robot parallels on there. You know, one of my favorite uh, L.A. Clippers is Jamal Crawford. And there Come we... on, Jamal. <laughs> yeah. There was a great article about him on the Undefeated, and uh, there was a lot of interesting stuff about him. The highlight of the article, I would have to say, is about how Jamal, as a rookie playing for the Chicago Bulls, almost got killed because of a gambling debt that he racked up shooting dice after hours in Michael Jordan's restaurant. Okay. Begin. Over what is believed... This is a quote from the Undefeated article. Mm -hmm. Over what is believed to be a two-day span, he said... I don't know if he slept during that. He lost in the neighborhood of $100,000. A person with intimate knowledge of the game claims Crawford lost several hundred thousand and Ray Allen lost even more. And that, days after the dice game, a call was placed to Goodwin, who's Crawford's agent, to inform him that Crawford had not yet squared his debt with one professional gambler. Okay, Goodwin said, according to the person with intimate knowledge of the game, what does he owe? Jamal is good for it. No, No, you don't understand, the go-between said. If he doesn't pay now, these guys will kill Jamal. Hmm. To which Goodwin says, kill Jamal, he's an NBA player. He gets paid as soon as the season starts. Give me the dude's number. 
Jamal Crawford was not killed, fortunately. Sure. He's now 37 and uh, jacking him up for the Clippers. So He's 37 and very much alive. Very much alive and finally winning and getting paid for his skills. Wow, so that's pretty good intense. Job. Good job, Jamal. Yeah. Don't uh, gamble with Michael Jordan on a rookie contract. I wonder how many players have learned that lesson. Yeah. <laughs> Killed Kwame Brown's career, I think. <laughs> Matt, we've got a diss of the week brought to you by Adidas. Mm. And uh, one James Harden. Yo mama is so fat. He's got a new shoe out. I don't know if you heard. But very similar to Steph Curry's white shoes that were released during the the NBA Finals, yeah. James Harden released a shoe that is getting clowned the fuck out on uh, social media. So for our diss of the week, I have about 10 tweets about James Harden's oh, wow. shoes. Let me look at these. Are they the red ones? Oh, no. They look, they look like, let's see. James Harden's shoes looks like the piece in Monopoly. <laughs> wow. Okay. I uh, the first the link I saw here was in defense of James James Harden's ugly shoes. Yeah. Uh, so, some of the other comments on Twitter was, "This is the Adidas Line Cook Threes," or the Sean. Wait, are these the black these black ones? Yeah. Are they? They're not people. Shoes aren't even trying anymore. No, they they definitely don't look like basketball shoes. I mean, they're obviously some sort of lifestyle shoe that's they, supposed to look like a broke ass Rockport they are, Timberland. They are line. What was the restaurant? What was the restaurant in? Restaurant one you just said? Adidas Line Cook Three. That's great. <laughs> they, that's what they look like. There was a bunch of uh, there was a bunch of restaurant themed disses. Finally, Harden makes a basketball shoe for me, a waiter at Chili's. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, James Harden's shoe looks like a fried boot. James Harden's shoe looks like Adidas designed a shoe for homeless pickup games. James Harden really makes sneakers for Grandpa Joe from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> uh, Why James Harden's shoes look like the Gore-Tex, Gore-Tex boots Sir Mix-a-Lot rapped about. Or finally, James Harden's new shoes looks like something Geppetto would carve on Pinocchio. Oh, man. <laughs> That's the that's the if we had the top ten like David Letterman that'd yeah. be the one where Paul Paul and the band would send it off. Yeah, how much are those? Who knows, man. But he's obviously spent too much time around Kanye and the Kardashians. Kanye sells white T-shirts. Does he? You ever didn't? He was just selling plain white tees for tons of money, but they were Kanye white T-shirts. What a genius! I those shoes. I'm this. Is, I'm being completely serious. Those shoes. I bought shoes that look like that at. Like, uh, WSS shoot <laughs> yeah. for 30 bucks. Yeah. I mean, it, those are shoes that hurt feet. Those look like, you know, <laughs> that's crazy. If he plays basketball on those things, I think the Rockets trade him. Yeah. Yeah. On the next episode of Brick House. Well, Matt, on the next episode, I'm happy to announce that the NBA previews are back. They are back. We've got new music cues, new segments, and the same two basketball doofuses breaking down the entire NBA for you. But only this time we'll have a sponsorship from the Players' Tribune. Nice. I think. Yeah, the first 20 teams are scheduled to come out every other day starting next week. Top 10 will be uh, once every day in the last 10 days leading up to opening night. 
You know, the NBA offseason is exactly 128 days, at least this year, from Game 7 of the Finals to the first game of the regular season. Okay. So with the preview podcast, I was thinking uh, we could call the NBA season 128 days later, you know? And That's we're good. just like basketball junkie zombies just nice. racing towards the season, I waiting like for it to start. Well, until then... We will uh, just have to just play this podcast on repeat. And after that, every two days, fresh new Brick House material. That's right. We'll talk to you then on the next episode of Brick House. Thank mm-hmm. you.